everybody, Luke McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting back again with another Physiology Secrets. Uh, currently Wednesday today, just got back from two big days in Shepparton doing some work up around there and uh, back into the office today to do, we've got a couple of people jumping on a coaching program which will be good. Uh, catch up with Nick, see how the current guys are going and uh, yeah, all, all exciting times ahead. Uh, I had a question come up the other day about, I posted up a photo on Instagram, sorry, a little video on Instagram about Ivan Dennis's training zones and, and he improved significantly, dropped 22 seconds off his threshold pace. Um, had a question come through about why we choose five zones, um, five training zones, because there's lots of lots of different variations of, of the zones. Like I've seen three zones, I've seen five, I've seen six. I've seen nine, I've even seen 11, which is a little bit overkill in my opinion. So I wanted to jump on today and sort of discuss why we choose five zones um, in, the, uh, in the endurance athlete sort of field uh, and why it works for us. So as we know, we have at Mets, we prescribe you five zones. You're the active recovery, which, which the goal of that is obviously just purely to recover. We're not, we're not trying to provide a stimulus for adaptation. We're just trying to get you back on the track sooner. Um, and then we have zone two endurance, which is pretty much standard across all sort of training zones, which is for the purpose of building your aerobic capacity, your body's ability to use oxygen for a long distance um, event. The next one we have is zone three, and this is this is like uh, this is we call it threshold, and this is the one zone which I have considered about splitting into two before. But we have we have thresholds. This is where we are producing lactic acid above resting value. So generally for most people it's between 2.5 to about four millimoles of lactate, that's the range. Uh, that's just typical, so I've seen people up to seven millimoles of lactate, just depends where your threshold is. Um, but that's that's the zone basically where we are producing lactic acid, but it's within uh, our, but we can tolerate and clear it at the same rate it's being produced. But we do have that heaviness, that burn in the legs. So that's sort of the top, we, if, we, if we were to split this into two zones, we'd have the top half of that zone being threshold, um, and the bottom half being what you'd call tempo. So tempo is generally something that you could hold for three hours if you wanted to. Um, it, it'd be about two and a half to about 3.2 millimoles of lactate. So um, it's a, sort of a comfortably comfortably hard intensity. And then the 3.2 to four millimoles is where we're on the limit, but we can hold that theoretically for about 45 to 60 minutes. But that would be um, doing you know 5K time trials and that sort of thing, so quite a high intensity. The reason we haven't split it into two zones is because tempo, uh, tempo sessions are probably the least stimulating sessions you can complete. But having said that, they are the most specific session that you can complete. So what I mean by that is, um, you may have heard of the grey zone of training where you're not really aerobic but you're, you're not really pushing hard enough to get the top end benefits. That's sort of what tempo is in a sense. Um, you will get significantly more benefit in improving your threshold by holding, um, by holding a higher intensity closer to threshold as opposed to tempo. Likewise, if you are doing tempo, you're producing more lactic acid than you would be um, during your zone two, so you're not getting optimal aerobic benefits either. So you're getting a little bit of both, but not really much of anything. Um, but but tempo is still specific in a sense because when you when you race for any distance longer than about 30 minutes, generally you're going to race in your tempo zone. So it does have a place in training. If you're unfit, I think I mentioned this in, in a previous podcast a few months ago now, if you're unfit and you do tempo sessions, you are going to adapt. If you are fit and you do tempo sessions, you're not going to adapt as much because you need to get at and above your threshold to see to see more benefits. That being said, we still do tempo sessions. Um, I, I like to put them in about three to four weeks out from a key event 
because again, as I said, it is the most specific intensity that you're gonna do for most events. So it, it works well with pacing strategy and getting used to race pace um, and, and practicing your fueling at race intensity. Okay, so there is a place for it, but not so much for the stimulative benefits of, of adapting to your training, more so as, uh, as practice, race-specific practice and psychological te techniques of pacing and, and feeling what that workload is like. So we may change it one day, um, but yeah, we stick to threshold because we don't really care too much about that tempo for, for the stimulative benefits in terms of training zones. So that's our zone three. Our zone four is VO2 max, so that's just from wherever your threshold occurs right up until you hit your VO2 max. Um, obviously, we all know about that. That training zone is, is a very effective one um, for a whole lot of benefits, including aerobic power, and also it will help your lactate threshold too. And then our zone five is anaerobic. Um, a lot of a lot of people will prescribe zone 5a, 5b, 5c, or all could be five, six, seven, um, and they're all all done at above your 100% VO2 max. So I just I just say, hey, look, anything over 100% VO2 max is anaerobic. All right, but some some places and, and some coaches will will fine tune that and say, all right, from 100 to 120% VO2 max, this is your zone 5A, and 120% to 135% is your 5B, and, and above 135% velocity VO2 max is going to be 5C. Okay, so they actually break in the the stuff above 100% of your velocity VO2 max for different stimulative benefits, and the reason I don't do that is because we work with endurance athletes. Um, if you want to, if you want to be very specific at a, above hundred percent VO two max, like there are benefits at, at at defining these zones, but not so much for the endurance population. So, if if we had athletes who were sprint cyclists, for example, or hundred meter sprinters, then yeah, because it's specific to them to, to be above hundred percent velocity VO two max, we're going to do that. Um, Keep it simple is probably my main recommendation. If you're going in the anaerobic zone, I mean, it, almost everything, for endurance, everything that we, that we prescribe is either 110% or 120% of velocity VO2 max. So what that means is if we hit um, 300 watts at VO2 max, then we would do anaerobic intervals at either 330 or 360 watts with a recovery or we do an all-out maximal effort, okay? So again, don't, don't overcomplicate it by like, we have to hold 120 or 135 or 140. For, for what the literature says uh, in line with our philosophy, we use 110 or 120% or maximal effort to get the, the fast twitch fiber benefits. If you wanted to, say if you wanted to get really specific, then look, you can say maximal effort's gonna be neuromuscular adaptations anyway. That's gonna help to get those fast twitch fibers firing. Um, and to be honest, anything above 110 to 120, it's just not necessary for, for aerobic adaptation. So um, the reason we choose five, and, and I said, as I said, we could potentially go to six one day, but the reason we go to five is to keep it simple. Every zone has a specific goal. Uh, and anybody who's telling you that we need to have, you know, four or five or six zones beyond 100% VO2 max uh, is probably trying to make it complicated so you don't understand what they're doing. Or, um, they might be working with sprint athletes where there are some, some benefits in terms of, all right, we want to focus on hypertrophy or so increasing muscle size or increasing um, motor unit recruitment, so how fast we can fire the muscles and that sort of thing. But from an endurance athlete perspective, 
Um, it's not really anything that we need to worry about. As I said, summary for today, 110 to 120% VO, velocity VO2 max is very, very stimulating for aerobic benefits or going maximal effort if, that, if, you're trying to, um, if you're trying to do a sprint session. But otherwise, keep it simple, active recovery, endurance, tempo and threshold, either combine them or keep them separate, doesn't matter. But remember, tempo is not nearly as good as threshold. However, it is the most specific session, so it does have a place closer to an event. VO2 max zone, is beyond threshold to 100% VO2 max, and then we have anaerobic is anything above that. Hopefully that clarifies, guys. As I said, there's no right or wrong answer. Just make sure that you, def whatever zones you choose, define what that zone means and, this, and the goal that you are trying to achieve in that training zone. And then it doesn't matter if you've got one, two, or 45. Like it really doesn't matter as long as you know what benefit you're trying to get in each zone. Speak to you soon, guys.